Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the, the Polter Gals. Welcome back to another episode of the Polter Gals. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys have been enjoying the extra bonus content that we have been giving you guys straight to your ear holes. Um, today we're back with another episode here in Texas. We're talking about spooky haunts in Texas. Yeah. Yay. Good job, Allison. Allison actually picked this place out, which is really great. I mean, um, I pick all of them out. But well, I mean, know. true. I pick some of them. The important ones. I mean, some of them are just also what everybody knows, so... Anyway, this one is located in the heart of San Antonio, Texas. Of course, one of the most historic and haunted locations in all of Texas. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about the San Fernando Cathedral. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Um, but what you guys know that also means is that most of the words will be in Spanish and Allison is going to not do a great job. So um. as a preparation, we're going to say we're sorry. Allison, apologize. No, thanks. <laughs> they should know me by now. Um, and if you're new and you don't know us, we're sorry. <laughs> um, well, y'all just, if y'all are, y'all are new and, yeah. <laughs> just go, go see the other That sums ones. up everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, Allison, You'll find out real fast. You'll find out real fast who we are. Um, anyway, Allison, do you want to get started? Yeah. So this was actually one of the missions in San Antonio. So, just like the Alamo. Yes, just like the Alamo. Uh, this, of course, is in San Antonio. It is also called the Cathedral of Our Lady of Candelaria. Candelaria. Yes. Yeah, and Guadalupe. See, if you're new, this is why you can't do it. You're welcome. <laughs> and, of course, is a cathedral of the Catholic Church. Located in downtown San Antonio, which is facing the city's main plaza. Cool. And is the mother church of... The archdiocese? The archdiocese? What? The, the diocese. Just, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> of San Antonio. And the seat of its art bishop. Archbishop. Yeah, the diocese is like the person in charge or like the, the, the pope. Or whatever. Not necessarily the Pope, but like, I think that is the diocese. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, which that's is gonna be our wait. We haven't done word of the week in like such a long time. Yeah, we that's need to bring it back. Y- you're supposed to be on it. I know. Come on, Debbie. Well, you just so, sometimes you just had so many. I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know what to do. There's <laughs> so the its dome serves as the city of San Antonio's cultural and geographical center. It is known as the Church of Nuestra Señora de la something something Nuestra Señora de la Candelaria y Guadalupe. And I'm white. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, Allison is brown on the outside, but I'm not on coconut. the inside. I'm a coconut. Mm-hmm. True facts. Yeah, because uh, clearly that whole. Five words. If that doesn't help you point it out, <laughs> then I don't know what will. Hey. So that that mm-hmm. whole uh, Spanish stuff because I'm not gonna mm-hmm. repeat it. It's just mm-hmm. gonna be Nuestra Señora de la Candelaria y Guadalupe. Yeah, it'll come out is how I refer to my husband because he speaks this. I always say it's a minga ming. That's yeah. racist. No, <laughs> You're being a, racist, it's a Allison. <laughs> because he literally, it could be a bunch of mumbles. Uh-huh. And like my niece, it's popsicle. And he's like, you want me to go get you a popsicle? And she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> literally just like that. Uh, yeah. That's so cute. And I'm like, so you speak a mingaming fluently too? Yeah. And he's like, yep. Wow. That's so, cute. A mingaming. There you go. The more you know. Yeah. I'm fluid in seven languages. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, We're going to have to learn pig Latin together. Mm, speak pig Latin. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, okay. No, thank well, you. Anyway. So, yeah, Spanish with those big words. And then it's also on the national mm-hmm. of uh National stuff. Register of Historic Places. Yeah. It's job. a national place. It's a national Crazy. register. Good job. <laughs> it's notable as the oldest cathedrals in the United States. I'm proud of you. It is the original church of San Fernando, which was built in 1738 and 1750. So you know what that means. It's old. And spooky. Yep. Anything spookier. Yeah. From the um, 1800s. I mean, listen. 1700s. Yeah. Wait, no. Wait. The hunt. When you say like the 1800s, you do mean the 17. No. Wait. No. No. Remember, like the decades are always one behind. No. So like the nineteenth century is that's why we're we're in the twenty first century. That's so confusing. Yeah. So but no. Eighteen <laughs> hundreds anyway. are the spookiest. Anything before and after or not. Okay. Okay, maybe anything okay. below anything especially before the eighteen hundreds is quadruple spooky. Yeah. If it happened in the eighteen hundreds, definitely spooky. Happened before the or before the eighteen hundreds, even spookier. Happened uh, in between, like, the 1920s to, like, the 1960s. It's just, uh, eh, it's just, eh, it's just a little spooky. You and anything from spooks. the 60s to now is just kind of like, eh, whatever. And it's like, wait, spookies happen? Yeah. And it's like, what? You don't see a Britney Spears ghost over here in the background nope. shaving her head and crying, you know? Nope. Like, you only hear, like, ball gown ghosts. So, that, anyway, that's our theory. So, th- th- we're going on a tangent. <laughs> when don't we? So, this... This, this lovely cathedral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The walls of the church today form the sanctuary of the cathedral, which rise to its claims as the oldest of in the state of Texas. Wow, I didn't know that. 
The church was named after Fernand III of Castile. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Who ruled in the 13th century. Yeah, so that means like the 1200s. Remember, 13th century, early 1200s. Or am I wrong? It was like the 13th century is actually like the 1400s. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a liberal arts major, so I don't know anything about math or dates <laughs> or history. I know nothing. My husband's a history teacher. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Debbie. So, um, yeah, the uh, Baptist font. Mm-hmm. Baptismal, sure. Believed to be a gift from Charles III, mm-hmm. who became king of Spain in 1759. Wow. It is known as one of the oldest pieces of liturgical, liturgical, liturgical furnish in the cathedral. That means like made for the purpose of the church. That's so dumb. <laughs> Big words. Big words. We don't do well. But this cathedral was built by settlers from the Canary Canary Islands shore for the reason of the interior. Interior is an image of the Virgin Canalaria. Candelaria. We already said it like a hundred times. Yeah, if we have Candelaria. Say it with me. Candle? Yeah. Candle? We all know we're going to struggle. Aria. Candelaria. Candelaria. The patroness of the Canary Islands. Canary Islands in 1881. James 1831. 1831. <laughs> what did I say? 81? Yeah. Yikes. You're struggling. Talk today. about jumping to the future. I know. I mean, I guess it's better than. Can you see into the future? No, what? What did I say? The 2090, 80, something like that? Yeah. She said 2090, And I was like, ma'am, that is not a year. Can you please <laughs> not? Listen, jumping to the future is clearly my thing. Yeah, you better call her Dr. Brown. I would be that one person that would ruin the past and make sure that we don't have a good future, or at least land on the same timeline. I would be that one person that would ruin (laughs) it all. (laughs) Anyways. In 1831. Yeah, in 1831, James Bowie married Ursula. Ooh. Not the sea queen. I love that. In San Fernando. In San Fernando. How dare he marry Ursula? Wow. She stole Ariel's voice. I know. That's so sad. I do be loving Ursula, though. Honestly, iconic. What a queen. Slay. (laughs) As the kids say. (laughs) So dumb. Slay. That's what the kids say. All facts, no printer. (laughs) Allison's done with me, guys. Uh, So done. Anyway. Unfortunately, I'm not done with the 1830s. So. All right. Well, what happened in 1836? The cathedral, still a parish church, played a role in the Battle of the Alamo. Wow. When lovely Mexican General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. <gasps> she did that one. Wow. Proud of you. If you don't know Santa Ana and you live in Texas, I don't know what is wrong with you. Wow. She did it. She did it, guys. I'm proud of her. If you live in Texas and you don't know who that is, what is wrong with you? You mm-hmm. learn about Texas history. Have you even watched Remember the Alamo? Come on. I sobbed 80 times as a young child when they forced us to watch that in public schools. Dude. I cried every time. That's one of my favorite movies, too. Honestly, still? 
Yes. I think it's good. I really like it. Like, it has good cinematography, you know? Dude. Um, I did, like, watch this thing, though, and it's, like, a behind-the-scenes, and it was, like, all the historical inaccuracies and stuff. And apparently, in one of, like, the battle scenes, a guy is straight up wearing, like, a digital watch. And when he, like, raises his arm, he's like, yeah! And then it's, like, just a watch <laughs> on his wrist. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Just, like, a regular digital watch. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like in Game of Thrones where that one scene had a Starbucks cup in it, which I think is even funnier. So <laughs> That's so bad. You would think that, you know, continuity would be a thing. Hey, you know what? It's okay. But listen, it's still a good movie. So, again... If you don't know who Santana is, you were never raised in a Texas public school. Nope. <laughs> Get a life. Go to a Texas public school. <laughs> Sit in a okay, Texas history adult, class. Don't just like go into it. <laughs> a Texas no. Go. Go in. Tell them I'm here to get educated. Texas history. I know nothing. No, just at least check in at the front desk. Please, no active <laughs> school shooter drills is going to happen. <laughs> anyway, well, back back onto the history. So Santa Ana hoisted a flag of no quarter from the church's tower, marking the beginning of the siege. Dun, dun, dun. The ashes of the heroes that died defending the Alamo on March 6, 1836 are now interred here. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys more about that later. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Mm. Now, who's looking into the future now? Oh, sorry. I'm skipping ahead. My bad. <laughs> In 1868, under the direction of architect Francisco? Francois P. Giraud. What? How do we go from Spanish to French? I don't know either. I mean, he's an architect. I think all architects are French. They do their hands like a this. Wait, that's Italian. That's a I don't know. Ha ha, wee wee, un baguette. That's all I know. <laughs> what? Wee oui, wee, oui, ha ha, un baguette. Anyway, continue. So, Francois P. Girard. Uh, well, yeah, well, he was the thing with the cathedral, which was considerably enlarged in Gothic style. Which is my favorite style. Yeah. In addition to forming the existing nave, the carved stone stations of the cross were added in 1874 and also had striking stained glass windows, which were added in 1920. Super cool. In September of 1987, Pope John Paul II visited the cathedral during the only Papel visit mm -hmm. in two Texas. I honestly thought that said PayPal visit. <laughs> PayPal? Yeah. Polterpal? Polterpal visit. The first Polterpal visit to the Texas? The first Polterpal visit by to Texas. It was in 1987 by Pope John Paul II. Wow. I'm so proud of you, Pope John my, Paul. My... Official favorite Pope. We love you. You are our first Poulter pal. <laughs> anyway. Who would that? <laughs> Which this actually made was a marker and commemorates the event. Yeah, that's cute. That's so cool. And then in 2003, there is a major restoration, which costed about $15 million. Oh, my goodness. Which involved three phases. Phase one was restoration and stabilization of the cathedral foundation and structure and its enhancement for liturgy, liturgy and other events. The altar was moved outside of the sanctuary, closer to the center of the nave, allegedly to enhance the experience for mass. And the font was relocated from the back of the church to the main aisle against Catholic custom, which emphasizes that baptism is the entrance to the church symbolically indicates. So it literally like the baptisms were like 
placed near the entrance to symbolize entering into the yeah. church, but they moved it. Yeah. And then phase two was the replacement of the rectory with a new cathedral center, which will house a small cafeteria, counseling rooms, museum, gift shop, reception room, television control room, and vesting sanctuary. So they just basically got fancy. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's a church. Yeah, so they got to be fancy. How fancy can you get? It's already a Catholic cathedral. <laughs> You'd be Cath- surprised. Catholic cathedrals are supposed to be like super fancy and like, wow. Wow. That's where the church is spending all our tax dollars. Yeah. Well, that was back in the day. Now taxes don't have to, no, no taxes. No churches don't have to even pay taxes. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Phase three of the construction was construction of a community center to house community and social services, meeting rooms, a hall, church offices, and a residence for the priests. Fancy. Yeah. So the renovation was supervised by Richard S. Fosco, mm-hmm. a liturgical liturgical design consultant and priest of the Diocese, Diocese of Albany. Mm-hmm. who has overseen often controversial redesigns, wow. renovations of numerous churches and cathedrals around the country. And you know what they say about renovations? That stirs up the ghosties. That stirs up them ghosties. So as yeah. you can imagine, I'm sure some things started to happen along with all these renovations, especially going against the church's traditions and um, maybe not doing what was necessarily um, mainstream at the time and was often controversial. And we'll get into that more, but time. It, oh, wait, but first, it's time for commercial break. Commercial break. And this commercial break is brought to you by... Um, Hostess with the Mostesses. Yeah, that and then better speech and betterspeech.com. It's like better help for your speech. <laughs> <laughs> I need better help for my better speech. Anyway, well, <laughs> thanks for tuning into this week's <laughs> commercial. All right. <coughs> show spooky <laughs> welcome back um now it's time to get into the hauntings Ooh. so of course we're going to talk about the ghosts of san fernando cathedral um which you know as the oldest church in the entire lone star state it only makes sense that san fernando cathedral might be one of the most haunted locations in all of san antonio and all of texas um well there are many stories and first i'm going to tell you the story of the apparition of a white stallion Listen, it's not a woman in white. It's a horse in white. Does that count? I'll take a horse in white over a woman in white. Okay, good. 
Well, this is the story of the white stallion who's seen galloping in front of the church. He's often been spotted as though the ghost of the Apache's peace offerings back from 19, I mean, sorry, from 1730s. Now who doesn't know how to say any dates? Goodness gracious. Um, But yeah, so it's said that this white stallion is the ghost of an Apache who was giving a peace offering from the 1930s that is yet to leave the site of his death at the church. Oh, how nice. That's not, I mean, I guess so. I guess it's good, but... I'd rather have a gift from the Apaches than the... A curse from the Apaches? Uh, exactly. Yeah, we always talk about Indian burial grounds and curses, listen, guys, so... Listen, take the gifts from the Native Americans. Don't take the curses, because if you're taking the curses, it's yep. double the trouble. Oof, I don't like that. Um, But yeah, and that's, you know, again, Texas was also Native American land, so not only was it Spanish land and then... People came out west wanting to call it, wanted to colonize and settle Texas. It was also Native American land. So here in Texas, we have a lot of history about battles and taking of land and keeping of land. And people care a lot about land here in Texas. I don't know why. I guess because we got a lot of it. I don't know. So much land. So much not land. Enough not enough people. Oh, wait. No, but at this time, now we were getting too many people and not enough land. I like how we say that. And you know, Texas is definitely the sor- second largest state with the second largest population in the United States. Good job, us. Good job. <laughs> so, well, um, anyway, there are a many ghosts that roam these halls. Um, and, of course, they do ghost tours because <laughs> why wouldn't they? I think the Catholic not? Church and like believe in all that. but Or wait, no, I think they do believe in they ghosts. Bu- they, in fact... That's the one branch of Christianity that believes in purgatory. Good. Okay. So they they do have like heaven and hell and then this middle ground, which is where you get like earthbound spirits and nice. stuff. So they do believe in purgatory. Well, so guests on ghost tours have caught all kinds of paranormal experiences. Um, they've included bright lit orbs, Ooh. brightly lit orbs, skirting past um, in the sight of dark shadows moving all around. Bah, bah, bah. So, who are these spirits that still call San Fernando Cathedral home? Well, um, there's quite a few things that I would like to tell you about, and I kind of hinted towards it um, a little earlier. Um, although we can't say for certain, it's quite likely that there might be the energies of the people who were once buried within the walls of the church Ooh. itself. That is what I was hinting at. Um, so as we mentioned, like a lot of the people were interred there, but apparently back in the days they were just like, mm, let's just put the bodies in the wall. Yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know why that was a thing. Is it like the haunting of Connecticut? <laughs> put them in the wall? Well, or uh, <laughs> different, put them in the wall, just buried in the ground? No, I think they would just put them in the wall. So, um, so very much haunting Connecticut. I think so, yes. Yikes. So buried within the San Fernando Cathedral walls. So like during the early years of the San Fernando church, it wasn't out of the ordinary just to like bury people within the walls of the church. So like think like almost catacombs of Paris, like where there's literally just like bodies in the wall. Um, think cast of Amontillado, like man being buried in the wall. No, I, I, not exactly like that. But anyway, so basically Yuck. the way it worked was it would be everywhere from like the rankings of people that never mattered. So like, again, back in the day, slaves and workers and that kind of people would be buried there. But then also like the highest ranking men would still be buried in the wall. So there's like a little bit of everybody in there. Um, they're like, everybody can be buried in these walls, which is crazy. Um, can and I just say just because it's holy... <laughs> "Quote unquote <laughs> holy land" does uh-huh. not mean you're safe. Well, they buried him in the walls. Listen, um, and also, I hate to tell you, but there are also some small children that have been buried in the walls. 
this is why I don't understand Catholicism. Yep. Um, but basically, yeah, so all these people just found themselves within the walls of the San Fernando um, for a long period of time. You know what I should have done? Mm-hmm. While I was forcefully going to what we call CCE, which is mm-hmm. Continuing Catholic Education, mm-hmm. I should have asked about this. And be like, like, why did we put bodies in the walls? Why did we put <laughs> bodies in the walls of the San Fernando mm-hmm. Church? If it well, ca- well, if you're worried, well, if you're worried about well, the walls, just wait. Well, while the parishioners were given the walls, well, the priests and the other prominent people were given the floor. Oh, so they're like in the ground. So you're like walking all over them. So just so you know, so it wasn't just the walls. So it's just disrespect on top of disrespect. I mean, it wasn't disrespect because back then. They did it on purpose. They knew what they were doing. It's disrespect, especially to the priest, my dude. If you were a priest, you deserve some kind of I guess like it was special. Like, I think it was more blessed. But yeah, they, they buried. Again, this is why I don't understand Catholicism. Just because you were built quite literally inside of a church mm-hmm. does not mean the church is holy. Well, in fact, it's actually quite the opposite. Now it's just unholy. Well, guess what? It gets worse. So now you found out that, of course, like the priests and all the prominent people were buried in the floor. And then all the regular people were buried in the walls. Well, guess what? Um, Anthony Dominic Pellicer was the first bishop of San Fernando Cathedral. Dear and Jesus. can you guess what happened to him? I don't even want to know. Well, he's buried under the head of the main aisle of the church. Oh, my God. So, like, you be sitting on that main aisle and you be kneeling right on his face. Again. Why? I don't know, Allison. I don't make these Pope. I don't make these decisions. Listen, I'm just Pope. here to tell you about Mr. them. Mr. Pope, I need you <laughs> to be the second Pope to come visit and fix this. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone that grew up in the Catholic faith. I need you to go fix it. Now, am I still following Catholic faith to this day? Can't promise you anything. Her eye twitched when but she said that. <laughs> I'm a Christian. Yeah. But maybe I'll be willing to go back to Catholicism if, if you, you come could, fix it. If you don't bury people. Well, I, yeah. think, I think we should leave the bodies on the walls. You know what they say about, like, disturbing them. So, but if you also imagine a, if you Chip and Joanna a, goes in there and they're like, oh, my gosh, we need an open floor plan. And then just, like, smashing those walls. <laughs> exactly. Demo day gone wrong. <laughs> Demo day gone That's what I'm saying. all the way you wrong. You go in there and you actually give them a proper burial Listen, I think they're pretty happy. I don't know. Well, we'll get into we'll get it. Not we if will it's haunted. get into that later. <laughs> um, well, and I also so of course again Anthony Dominic Pilser. He is buried in the floorboards uh, under the main aisles. Well, and you know how we we talked about earlier about the people of the Alamo, right? So more strangely, the area where the Alamo defenders' remains were found was by the sanctuary sanctuary railing. Which actually just happens to be the place where many officers who perished in the Battle of El Rosio were buried as well. So you have the Alamo defenders mm-hmm. plus these people. Yeah. Just buried next to each other. Again, Near a railing, by the way. So it's just like by the railing. It's just like, <laughs> they're over there. Again, the, these are the people that gave Texas their independence. But yeah. And this is how we're treating them. They're just buried by the railing. They're treating them like they're a bunch of imbeciles. Well, you want to hear something spooky? So, you know, I was talking about, like, maybe they are happy. Well, for years, many people who have actually visited San Fernando have reported seeing faces appear in the exterior walls of the church. One said they saw a gaping mouth, two two sunken eyes, and the features of a skull have appeared to countless of people visiting this church. So they're there. They're in there. That's so disappointing. 
And I mean, maybe the faces on the rock wall were just like their imagination or maybe an interpretation. But there are, in fact, um, you know, I, I <laughs> don't think so. If you quite if you quite literally have people built inside a mm-hmm. wall, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of hard to uh, imagine that. Well, some some people might argue that the skull like spectral faces that suddenly appear on the outer rocks wall of the churches are the spirits of those interred in the castle. And there's really no mistaking the amount of people who've been buried within those walls. So um, obviously there's going to be a lot of paranormal sightings that have occurred elsewhere on the cathedral grounds as well. Literally on the grounds. Do you, do you see what I did there? On the grounds on. of the church? Uh, on. on the ground. Because pe- people were buried in the ground of the church. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Aren't that's you very funny. sad. Um, <laughs> but there are also other ghosts that, so, feel, I mean, again, you're surrounded by dead bodies. Um, but wait, there's more. So there are also stories of the dark shadowed ghost of the San Fernando Cathedral. And on multiple Shame. occasions, this shadowy ghostly figure has been spotted wandering around the grounds of the cathedral. So there's just this little shadow man that likes to go around. Um, and then the dark figure of a man specifically. So, on one occasion, a guest on a ghost tour stood listening to her guide regale her with the tales of the church itself. But even as she stood there, her gaze continued to track a strange man who seemed to be following the tour. He trailed them, just standing behind, following them through the front of the cathedral, and then again when they edged towards the back of the historic site. And then, he just simply disappeared. So there's this dark figure of a man following them on their tour. She was like, man, this I had to pay to be here. This guy's getting in for free. And then he just disappeared. And she was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> that's a ghost. My He's bad. He's already here. <laughs> he was already here. He already paid his rent. <laughs> free admission. <laughs> free admission for you. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, and then like when she tried to describe him, she basically said like he had all dark clothing um, and was dressed in the style of like the 18th or 19th century. So again, he was kind of dressed in that ye old timey clothing. Um, and she initially, and again, she initially thought him to be just like another tour guide joining the group. Um, but then with his abrupt disappearance, um, suddenly had her being like, mm, I think that was a ghost. Maybe. Maybe that do be a ghost. Maybe. Um, and then to make matters even stranger, a few others of the tour goers had witnessed the same apparition. Oh. So they said they saw the same thing. Oh. And then they were like, hmm, who was he? That's strange. So, the more you know. Such a shame. Such a shame. Um, but again, he he, are, he gets in free. Free admission. <laughs> um, I mean, I would hope so since his body's probably potentially, potentially. buried in. Or quite literally under, in. Or, yeah. In the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the walls. walls. Or, or the ground. Or the ground. Just by know. the railing, maybe. You know. You never know. It's fine. Um, well, now that you know that story, we're moving on to the ghostly monks. So again, this is a, a cathedral. So other people meandering past this historic yet very haunted site have reported the manifestation of other shadowy figures by the walls and next to the doors of the cathedral. According to some who have seen these specters, mainly of ghostly shadows that have appeared with hoods drawn over their faces. Scary. That's terrifying. Well, so are these apparitions the residual energy of actually the monks who once established San Antonio and may have actually used to worship at the San Fernando Cathedral? Or maybe these are just dark figures as they have always appeared in the back of the cathedral and have been known to vanish and manifest almost at will. 
So <laughs> maybe they're monks. We don't know. Um, and then, you know, um, all of the paranormal occurrences which have been seen at the cathedral, um, the ghostly monks seem to be like the most frequent that happen because they're seen on different occasions. And again, they're just known for vanishing and disappearing. And they'll be like, oh, what is that? And then they're like looking out the corner of their eye and they're like, that's spooky. You know what I just realized? Mm. I need to look if this is like an active church mm-hmm. or if it's just a museum. I'm pretty sure it's an active church. Because think about it. Why would an active Catholic church not be consistently blessed so that way they don't have any spirits? I think I think the church is one of those places where spirits are welcome. Like I think the church is kind of like an in-between zone for them. I think it's kind of like cemeteries or like other like places of worship. Like I think those are always where the spirits are drawn I mean, to. I guess as long as they're not like... I don't think they're hurting anybody. Hurting anybody or like demonic, I guess it's... Like, if they're just there, like, what it sounds like, they're just kind of there hanging well, out. and again, like, that's the thing. Like, maybe they're unwilling to leave their house. Like, they're, like, they're, they're unliving. Like, they used to worship here, and, like, they love it here. So, you know, we like, talk about, like, hotels. Like, the monks they I loved understand. It. <laughs> the monks I, but, like, if you were someone that died for Texas to be its own country. You mean state? <laughs> No, it, it, they fought to be its own country. Well, listen, Alice. Because no. te- Texas was its own country before they joined the United States. I mean, yes. but So also that's also why they are the only state to legally fly, fly their flag as f- high as the U.S. flag. Wow, good job, Texas. Because they got their independence. Wow, now joining. who knows history? But anyway, basically, can they leave? Like, that's the question. Like, their bodies are there. You know, some I people also, feel like their souls can't leave where but their then bodies are. I are. also don't think if I fought in a battle that was try- you're trying to make it a free country, and you were for several years, like, I don't... And then it was a church. Mm-hmm. Would you really want to leave a church? That's true. I mean, again, I think it's like a safe place for ghosts. I think it's one of those, like, you know, middle grounds where they're allowed to be in. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. If you guys have thoughts, please comment down below. Or um, send us an email at the... Wait, is it just the poltergals at the gmail? poltergals at gmail. Or just comment on one of our posts. Um, but anyway, so that's the story of the monks. And then also, again, like, I just, I don't understand why they buried them in the floor and the walls. On to the next story. So this is the story of the ghost of Halloween, um, which we know how the Catholic Church feels about Halloween. Um, Anyway, over the years, San Fernando Cathedral has actually, its haunted reputation reputation has continued to grow, um, obviously because of its innate spiritual ambiance. And as a house of worship, it's not surprising that there might be a ghost or two still roaming around the grounds. Like I just said, I think, I think, Churches are like a little in-between ground for ghosts. Anyway, on Halloween in 2007, however, there were common orb sightings that took a step back to make way for a rather incredulous paranormal incident. So workers were conducting a restoration project. Hmm. Who knew what we said earlier, which is why I made a point of saying that. They made a, they were basically doing a little restoration project on the cathedral by removing old plaster from the original stones and then plans were in place to like, they were just going to replaster the walls that remember people are also buried in. (laughs) Just so you don't forget. Anyway, well, despite the construction, the cathedral was still open, of course, for visitors and everything. And one of who was to be touring San Fernando with his handheld video camera. Oh no. So he actually actually captured the marble sarcophagus in the back, which many visitors claimed 
to be ghostly cool to the touch at all times, as well as there was a seal on the ground, which confirms the church's old age. So again, this was just like during the construction, these people came in and they got it on on camera. Without any sort of uh, warning, he captured the visceral image of a man kissing a skull on the head. What the heck? Mm Mm-hmm. And he panicked, realizing that there was actually no soul in sight, and that he captured on his camera had been nothing but a shimmering apparition of a ghost long long ago. What the heck? Yeah. So was this a physical apparition um, kissing its own skull, like its own physical skull from its body that is in the church to this day? Or was it just an image or something like that that is being replayed in the space over and over? And again, as we say, restoration do be stirring up them ghosts. Mm So, um, and that was one of the stories that happened. So we've had ghost horses, ghost monks, ghost people, ghost men, ghost tourists. (laughs) This place has it all. So, um, obviously, is one of the most haunted locations. In all of San Antonio and all of Texas and maybe even the world. I mean, I don't know. There are probably, I mean, there are other places oh, where people knows. were buried in walls yeah. and floors and stuff. So, you know, whatever. Who am I? I don't know anything. I don't bury people in walls and floors. I like to bury people in the ground. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, Good job. You like to do that? I mean, I would do you love it. I would like to bury them in the <laughs> ground with a headstone. So that way they have at least restful place and mm-hmm. a marker. So, you know, they don't. They're not doomed to roam oh, the okay. earth forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And by putting down, I mean the people in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, six feet under. Six feet under. Well, um, that's all for this week. That's all yeah. the hauntings I got. Well, and I'm sure there's way more. Before we close out, we got an email. <gasps> we did. We did. So this is from Trans Gamer. His whoop, name whoop. is Jay. Shout out Jay. We love so you. So he said, hey, this is Trans Gamer. You had mentioned to reach out to you to do a podcast and to tell you all about my experience and my haunted past. In the beginning, my first paranormal experience was in California when I was super young, probably around five. We were parked at my brother's house in a fifth wheel camper and one night before my mother's surgery on her eyes became because she was legally blind. So we all went to bed. My mom and dad up in the head of the trailer, and I was down in the kitchen with the table folded down to make a bed. All at once, I looked to the head of the trailer, and there were two figures at that time I thought were angels. One was dressed in red over my dad, and the other in blue over my mother. They both came down and said that my mother would be okay in her surgery and that nothing would go wrong. And he mentioned that he had a few other stories about Hotel Galvez and a few other haunted places. Wow. Well, thank you for that fan letter. Yeah. We appreciate your spooky story. Um, And again, we are planning to do more like listener episodes and stuff like that. So again, send us your stories to the poltergals at gmail.com. Allison and me are planning on doing, again, more stories from you guys. Um, So just keep sending them our way. And again, thank you so much, Transgamer. Woo-woo! Yeah, we loved it. 
All right. Well, again, if you guys have um, want to find out more or have more spooky stories, send them over to us. Don't forget to go follow us at the underscore Poltergals on Instagram. We are about to be doing our 500 follower giveaway. Um, yeah. We got some really cute stuff that we're going to be giving away, which um, you guys are not going to want to miss at all, obviously. Um, we might be making T-shirts, too. So maybe you'll t-shirts, get a T-shirt. Some buttons. Buttons. That- Stickers. Stickers, mm, new business cards. Oh, just wait, guys. Um, we got it all coming up. And again, the more you guys listen and support us, the more we can do for you. So we're already coming at you with the Friday episodes. We're hitting you up with those Tuesday episodes. And even this week, we were able to drop more bonus content for yeah. you on Monday. So the more you support us, the more we can do. Don't forget to go follow us on our YouTube at the Polter Gals. Um, we are all on there. You can find us everywhere. Um, anywhere you get your podcast, of course. How are you listening to us right now? Um, and then don't forget also to check out our Patreon. That's yeah. patreon.com slash polterpals. Join us. Yeah. All right. Well, that's everything for this week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.